Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have Katie Barbaros here. Hello. Hi, everybody. And returning Jay Lequier. Hello. Hi, everybody. Two of my favoriteest people who are both adorable human beings. I feel like when I started my intro, like, hi, guys. I was like, so, I feel like it was my first podcast ever. I was like, hi, I'm speaking into audio equipment and I'm excited. We're all friends. That's how well, I feel. So first of all, I'm going to give quick two. So first of all, Jay and I have been friends for a hot minute, which means about five years, I guess. Four or five years. I can't. Wow. That's time flies. But Jay gave me a rap lesson Mm. for a full day last week where I almost Uh. had a meltdown because I realized it's a muscle I'm going to have to work for months and months and years and years. And then I kind of melted down for an hour. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is hard as fuck. You've been riding that like new to it kind of energy. (laughs) And I I was one of those teachers where I was just like, this is a serious business. (laughs) (laughs) It takes years of training. Jay's amazing, actually. Do you want to spit some bars real quick, or is that embarrassing to ask you to do on the spot? Um, I could think about some. I'd like to spit, and then maybe later. Okay. But off the top of my head, they're all really violent Dirty. and terrible, and I, I don't know. I just don't want to be thought of as that right off the hop. Well, explain why. Enjoy me first and think I'm funny and nice, and then I'll, uh, yes. you know, hopefully uh, well, Jay ter- used terrorize to be- you. Jay and Aton were part of this rap duo called Rick and Chuck, where they pretended to be middle school middle middle schoolers, and then they'd rap. Oh my so god! It was wait, the I saw this video. Okay, Kate showed me this. Yeah, you were the inspiration. I love you, Kate Wolf. Thank you. Uh, oh my god, big fan, big fan. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I didn't even know I am a big fan of you already. Thank you so much. Even though, oh my, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm blushing. And now, Katie. Because we have to do a little intro story on Katie. Katie, I went, so I used to be at the Lantern all the time. You remember? You came on the show when I had a show there. Hells yeah. And, um, but right now the downstairs where it used to be the club is mm-hmm. right now like being renovated. So it's kind of like a hidden little living room. It's like, it's like a too big. It's just a creepy basement right yeah. now that you have to walk through to get to the bathroom. Like it's, but it's I love it because if you're yeah. in the area, yeah. if you're in the Greenwich area, like I'll just come down there and like, if I have an hour to kill, I'll just like sit down there. Yeah. So Katie was sitting down there and I just came and I was like, hi. And we're like, hi. And we just became friends immediately. Yeah, it was really weird. We like were just weird like, though. We're mm-hmm. like, I know that I'm meant to be friends with you. You yeah. can tell sometimes. I think. Yeah. You meet I someone. mean, it happened with you too, actually. Yeah. yeah. It well, happened a bit too. was a little scarier because yeah. I was like, I'm your soul family. Well, I just moved here. <laughs> I just moved here from I was Canada. More like, we like we're both thinking that, but neither one of us said yeah. it. Yeah. I, I've learned she how to said play it cooler. Really quick. Yeah, I think maybe going I've just through done a lot me, of healing work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was before all of your like yeah, exactly. healing work and spirituality. I've and, not to do that because it's actually gotten me in trouble because then you find out someone could be a psychopath later. Mm-hmm. So of course. It didn't work that way with either of you. I used to be like that as well. When Everywhere I went, I wanted every human being to be my best friend. Yeah. And I was like, I can be loved by all of these people. <laughs> and then you realize like you get a little bit older. You're just like, I don't want to even talk to any of these people. <laughs> yeah. There's like maybe one person in this huge room that I even want to give my time and energy and like exactly. any of myself to. Yeah. yeah. I'm too optimistic about people too. Yeah. yeah. Just a little too She trusting. right away. Look, I was too, I was... Uh, my guard was way up because I just moved from Canada and it was like day one going into this new office in Manhattan and like don't know anybody here and I miss my friends and family so much I had a bit of like a he was being a little bit of a bitch yeah I was like oh as we called in the rap game Uh. little bitch (laughs) we're in the rap game right now (laughs) we're in the friendly podcast game I'm sorry I'm sorry (laughs) 
Wait, I thought this was a safe I'm sorry, place. It is, it is. Rap is turning you into Keep going, you little fucking bitch. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Anyways, back to my feelings. Katie and I just end up bullying Jay the whole time. Yeah, the violent gangster rapper that you both watched. (laughs) Asserting your dominance together. We just, I don't know where we're both taking a piss on your leg and you're like, what is happening? I love podcasts. This leg is mine. This leg is mine. (laughs) Sorry, Jay, keep going. So you were... Uh, Feelings, feelings, emotions, feelings, um, sadness. And then Kate Wolf was just like, let's be best friends. And I was like, I have a bunch of friends from Canada. I don't want any friends from here. So it took a little bit. He was a little like... Jay and I loved each other from the start, but but definitely at first you were all kind of like, okay, Kate, let's 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 take it a little slow. And I was like, no, nope, we're gonna be friends forever. I can already tell. Take it slow. And I mean, who was right? That's you the were right. Yeah, Sometimes it didn't take very I, long. I can relate to that. Like I used to feel like, oh no, I have my quota of friends. Like yeah. I'm do- like I'm no longer open. Loyalty. To the- yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't sit here. Yeah. Forrest Sorry. Gump. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love. No, I, I'm just trying not to laugh into the microphone. That's like my only my internal monologue is like, "Shut up, Katie." Don't. Really? Well, oh, just laugh. I, Let it out. I just feel like it's gonna hurt my ears, everyone's ears. I don't know. Oh. Well, now I need to hear your laugh. Can I? Can I? Can I quickly wrap you, you guys? Rap. Can I just? I want you to hear. So, everyone, I wrote an even dirtier rap song uh-huh. um, called "Pussy Teeth," mm. and um, it's about. <laughs> Okay. Pussy good, pussy teeth. Pussy good <laughs> enough to eat with. Jay! Remember that rapper? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Pussy good. I think Dez sent me that. Peaches or who does that Yeah, one? no, Dez literally. Our friend Dez sent me that um, thing. Okay. When, okay, so this one's called Pussy Teeth. And I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I just want you to see how fucking... Yeah. Okay, ready? Look at this truck driver making the pussy licking sign. I'll peg you in the ass. I'm not yours, you're mine. You sure you want to fuck this? My pussy got teeth. Your dick gets mangled when my cookie queef. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your pussy has teeth? You're crazy. No, dumbass. It's a metaphor about my feminine anger. Can you possibly bore anymore? Snore. My vagina wields a knife. Not careful, it'll cut you. Don't hit on that one. She's a loudmouth Jew. <laughs> Dudes ain't sure when it comes to me. Shit she says makes me feel scarred. My dick keeps going from soft to hard. I'll fart in your mouth. Don't care if you find me sexy. Before you go south, think twice. I'm testy. Oh, so that's just a little. There's tessie. a little, a little oh. bit of it. Oh. Very proud. You want to test me? Said I'm, I'm gonna mangle a dick when my cookie queef. I mean, how often can you express that? My right? favorites in rap, the beginnings of lines that are just like, I'll fart in your mouth. Like, yeah. it's that's the beginning. And then you're like, where's it gonna go from here? And then it's like, cookie <laughs> queef. Start, I got yeah. it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should call it cookie queef like instead the whole of song. pussy teeth. Or maybe Ooh, it could be called pussy, pussy teeth, teeth, cookie, cookie queef. queef. Oh. Look yeah. at me. Air hump, air, air hump. <laughs> Okay. Mm. I feel like you got to incorporate some like lips, like like just the t- like the lips and tips. I don't know. I'm just mm. feeling like that. Katie, was, you I, just I, made I, me feel things in my body. Ooh, in your <laughs> wherever. Yeah. yeah, in my lips and my tips. <laughs> oh, it just, oh yeah. man, it sounds good. So sweet. You're going to give her pussy teeth cavities. <laughs> oh, 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 I got my... that sweet dick. I'll give your pussy teeth cavity. Oh. Uh, yeah, you want to rap with me uh, as if B. Uh, I'll fucking, <laughs> no. Nah. I was, just, <laughs> I was getting excited. I was trying Gee, to like. It just turned into such a. Um, okay. Well, I don't so, know. We're going to do dirty, dirty, dirty rhymes. All right. 
All right. You, you're safe here to do whatever. This I mean, is a safe space. This is. If you, do you want to do any? Do you want to spit anything real filthy that Rick and Chuck used to do? It's Rick yeah. and Chuck. It's not Jay. Jay is one of the sweetest little nugget babies yeah. ever. But uh, his rhymes are pretty fucking horrific. Hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> I'll travel back in time to your birthplace. Stand waiting by your mother's cunt to punch you in your face. <laughs> then I'll grab your dilated mother by her waist and squeeze you out like a fucking tube of toothpaste. Yes. Then the options are countless. Let's see if a baby bounces or if a blender can handle seven pounds, eight ounces. Whoa. <clears throat> that is disgusting <laughs> and beautiful. Imagery. <laughs> Violent imagery. Wow. Katie, and you. (laughs) Yeah, here's. Okay, I have also a dead baby rap. (laughs) Can you imagine you did? You just had one ready to go. You're like, abortion. Abortion. Real (laughs) shit. Yeah. Um, We'll go there. Yeah, we're going to. We'll wait. Um, So. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about a topic. Shall we pick a topic, folks? I don't know we were doing that here. Yeah. I don't know. Um, topics. Well, let's see. So so Katie and I, first of all, this was what, like a month ago, I guess? Was it that long ago? What the oh the tea. That we met? Oh, the one you mean we met. For tea. No, 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 for tea. When we met for tea. So so Katie, we met in like the Greenwich Village area and the coffee place we were gonna meet at, it was like full, right? There are some places that are always full because it's like where everyone wants to go. Rogerio? Where'd you meet? It oh. I don't know what it's called. Jeff. Sorry. Did you see how annoyed I got? I was like, (laughs) we abandoned it because it was too crowded. It was too crowded. Mm. Yes. So we found this like weird, almost Harry Potter like zone. It's like this tea house that was like almost hidden. It's like another dimension somehow. It was, it was like an, just an apartment building. Like it was just, it had like all of the, the mailboxes. Like you You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's like, yeah, like Like it's like a hidden buzz. Yeah. Buzz. So we go in and it's like funny because we're, I think we talked a lot about dirty shit, but in like a quiet tea house, which kind of made it fun. There it were literally like, three tables in this tea house and we had one of them. We talked about puss a decent amount. But anyway, um, I want to bring up some of the things we talked about. One, I'm saying it like really happy and then it's going to get real, real. I don't know why I was like, one is Katie's struggle. Hey, does this where you want me to talk about my eating disorder? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like brought it up like it was going to be real fun. I'm like, Katie, tell us how you struggled with eating disorder. That's literally how I talk about it most. Like most of my casual convos go here. Like I've been on, okay, so I'm also, I've been on, I've been going on some like first dates like lately and every single one of them has gone to like, oh, by the way, I, you know, used to struggle with bulimia and I'm feeling better now. Uh, but like not, it's like just part of my story. I, I don't know. It just kind of comes up as because it's like, I don't know. It's like part of my story that I yeah. like, it's at this point in my life is like really important for me to own in mm-hmm. a, like, I don't know. I guess I just bring it up a lot and I'm, I always, I don't know. Yeah. It's You're a, proud of your journey. Yeah. It, it, well, it's kind of like, uh, I don't, yeah, I guess it's something that's like really, colored a lot of like the rest of my life. Cause I've gone through, um, I'm in like, I'm in overeaters anonymous and I went through the 12 steps like mm-hmm. to, and it's really changed my life. And so Sweet. that's, yeah, it's like been a, a journey. Thank you. Hells yeah. Well, what yeah. I love about comedians and sometimes we probably use this mm-hmm. muscle to the point where we're not feeling our feelings right. is that we can take the darkest things we've been through mm. and, because we find the light in it, but then also talk about it over and over again on stage. Yeah. 
you have the positive and the negative to it. The positive is we're finding the funny in what we've went through. And then the, the negative could be like, we say it so much that we've almost become numb to our own experience yeah, of it yeah. in a sense. Totally. Yeah. But, but cause I do the same thing where I'm like, did I tell you about the time? And then I'll go into something fucking nuts. I'm like, Oh, I just said that like a sociopath. Cause I'm so used to delivering it that way. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my God. So, but anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I found it really interesting because I think whether it's, you know, an eating disorder or whatever it is, we all have these struggles that we need to work through. And the thing that Katie and I had in common was like in college, um, I wouldn't call it an eating disorder, but it was in that realm of like, I was working out obsessively, Mm -hmm. which maybe is in that umbrella where I became, because up until in, in high school, I never really had to worry about weight. I was just pretty active naturally. And then college came and I did gain the freshman 15 it hit me where I was like I just thought I could eat whatever I wanted and it wouldn't touch me and it did and then I had to work I really had you've been touched by food our next dress. rap song that yeah. we're gonna write together touched by a hot dog by chicken fingers oh my god so I was diddled layers. by chicken fingers diddle my tit. Yeah. actually I'm vegetarian motherfuckers yeah. so back in college dog, too yeah. soy dog soy fingers no college I was eating that meat if you know what I'm that's what, that's what, what I'm saying my eat, vagina yeah. has so teeth was, and I was eating that meat okay yeah. nice <laughs> who wants to fuck um yeah. anyway so <laughs> not me <laughs> no um okay so I gained weight and then when I I did lose it because I became like obsessed with working out and mm-hmm. the thing we had in common was I used to obsessively count calories where you would find like notes throughout my apartment where I would I could not enjoy eating anymore everything mm-hmm. everything yeah. I ate was a number even when I worked out I wouldn't stop till I hit a number on the machine. And I I almost knew the machine wasn't correct, but I still, I became, I was living by these numbers that were running my life and food wasn't fun at all anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I finally hit a point where I just said, I still worked out, but I hit a point where I said, I can't live like this anymore. I just want to eat. I will monitor, meaning like I want to make sure I'm eating healthy, whatever, but I just can't do this anymore. And the funny thing is like now, yeah, I work out, Sometimes these dance parties for me are going to be my biggest workout, but um, something shifted. Like I don't even have to watch my weight anymore because I shifted my relationship to food in general, where I was almost just like, no, I'm not going to let this run my life. I still Mm -hmm. am going to pay attention Mm -hmm. to it. I still want to make sure I eat healthy, stay active, but like I'm, I'm going to let my body be the shape it's meant to be. Anyway, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us fight our body shape. We think oh, yeah. it's supposed to oh be like God. one yeah. thing. Yeah. And we all have different fucking bodies. That's so beautiful. That's like, I can really, that was my experience exactly. Like getting mm-hmm. into, it was, I mean, yeah, I always had sort of a disordered relationship with food, but I wouldn't have called it an eating disorder until I got to that point where I was on my fitness pal and like meticulously putting in everything I ate, you mm-hmm. know? And it was just like food was numbers. Food became numbers. And like the biggest shift is that, yeah, I have, I mean, like this is, you know, and, and, and it's all a process, but like, I am so grateful to be at this place where it's like, Oh, I, I was wrong. I was wrong to be hating my body for so Mm -hmm. long. Like this is actually just my container that's, you know, taking me through my life and I have nothing Mm -hmm. but gratitude for it. Like, but it's, but yeah, it's definitely been a process because like I was 
basically mistaking my body for myself. Does that make sense? Like you're like, oh, okay. Oh, for sure. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's this weird sense of control. You start seeing yourself through other people's eyes as if you're walking around like, I don't know, your peripherals for me anyways, it was similar to what you were going through was when I went, when I went bald at like 25 mm-hmm. and uh, was getting chubby as well. Like it was the same, what you were saying with like the freshman 15 where food, I found out like maybe 26, uh, my relationship with food changed where all of a sudden I couldn't eat anything I wanted and drink. Like I was drinking so heavily, like getting just blackout drunk and, and having such a call. couldn't get over this, these like college years that I wanted to keep living forever as this like quote unquote, like rock star, like doing comedy (laughs) shows and trying to bang some random and get blackout drunk and like eat whatever the hell I wanted. And then you could see I gained a lot of weight. Like, especially when I, I, Kept going until when I lived with you in Jersey City. I was over like 200 pounds, I think. And and lost my hair. And I was like, so I just went to this ridiculous depression that like like what you were saying where you your body or your physical self like is everything. And I was like, oh shit, like I'm not attractive anymore at all. Like I even, I had some confidence when I was younger and thinner and had hair and like, you know, then it just killed my confidence. And I just went into this like shell and, uh, only recently, like maybe a year ago, five years after I lost my hair, I started really like being okay with it and making jokes about it, like doing mm. stuff on stage about being bald or like not caring when I was on camera or even in regular everyday life, having my hat off. That was like oh, only a few years ago would have been like a no, like no, no at all. I would did all shows with hats on and like I was just hiding it. Like it was crazy. So yeah, it's our so it's so interesting our relationship to our bodies. Um, because when you hate your body, it comes out in so many different ways. And I think a lot of people don't even realize how much they're hating their body. And Mm -hmm. some people are, some people have like for real body dysmorphia where they think they're overweight and they're for real not. And then there are some people who, who, where they legitimately think like there's like, you know, they look at the mirror and they see something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. That refuses to take it's not even compliments it's just like you know there's not empty compliments anyways they're legitimately trying to change their mind about how they look and they won't even hear it because they're they're getting something out of their self-hate yeah yeah they're getting something out of it and then there are some people who do maybe have more weight that they're carrying than is quote-unquote healthy meaning like the doctor said it becomes exaggerated but even then you know, you can have a goal to losing weight without hating your body, even with it having extra weight. Yeah. Like we, we live in such a conformist society, not just in the physical, but like yeah. in how we're supposed to be mentally and spiritually. And I just think it's time that we realize there are just so many different shapes. And yeah. like, even if you're not happy with where your body's at now and you want to have a goal where you're like, you know what? I just signed up for martial arts and I have a goal on getting more fit. Like that's yeah. great. Like that's fine. But it's not about hating your body until you hit that point, mm-hmm. you know, right. because that's not where you're ever going to find true fulfillment mm-hmm. anyway. It's people do enjoy feeling fit and active, but God, it, it's, it's just so much self hate. And I feel like hating your body is just like one route of getting out your hate. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh yeah. Cause you're, it's, it's a way that you're blocking something else that's going on. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, Oh, I'm putting my, like for me, the way I see it was for so long, 
I was like, oh, I'm making food and exercise and like controlling my body. I'm making that the thing that's hard in my life instead mm-hmm. of confronting mm-hmm. the things that I really want to work at. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you know what? Actually, if you go for like you for trying to start whatever, like achieving a goal that you want to Mm-hmm. Do. Like that's going to be hard. That's, but that's work worth doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I was just like, Oh God, I have to make sure I only eat 200 calories for lunch. And it's like, what, mm-hmm. who are you? You're insane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's like there. I've, and I, I love what you said. Like I have a friend who recently, um, was talking about how she sees bodies as trees. That's beautiful. Oh my God. I love that. I was just like, we spoke, we had a no, talk, chat yeah. like that last year. Maybe it was you. Maybe you <laughs> it told might me have that. Been me. Yeah, I brought up with Kate. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I need to meet her because yeah. like, oh I'm my God. <laughs> it was you, Kate. Well, was, trees, um, trees are an interesting thing because literally totally I'm learning. Was no, it probably not. wasn't. Who knows? <laughs> but like, because in my spiritual school, I'm learning the Kabbalistic tree of life. So w- mm. when I say trees, mm. I mean, I love it in the visual, the artistic, actual trees. And then also in the sense of trees on a whole other universe, I think we're all trees. And Mm -hmm. we're these beautiful creatures that are sprouting and growing. And we have deep, deep roots that go into the soil. And then we also like reach up to the heavens. So it's like we're trees in that realm. And then even in the way that you're kind of saying where it's like when you think of yourself as a tree, you're not like, oh, man, like. I'm too big and I'm too thick or, oh man, I'm too skinny. It's like, you're a tree. Like you're just beautiful. And it it just sucks that we attack people for their looks so much too. Mm-hmm. It's so well, and it's crazy so to me. Marketing based. I think yeah, it's like, sure. you know, everything is about like, Oh, you don't, you need to, yeah. you know, you don't have this. Yeah. Whatever. But you it's need this. Yeah. Up. I feel like if you look at it in a bigger, um, not to trivialize the problem at all, but like when, couple things the the tree thing when i watch like uh those planet earth documentaries and you can when they speed up the growth of Mm -hmm. uh plants and i can see and i had a chat with you about that a while ago where i was like we like humans i think grow very sim like similarly to um a flower where yeah there is like you know we literally start as a seed and then you sprout and you grow and then until a certain point and then you start kind of a decay really like and so we're very similar in that way but then also uh thank you for the little uplifting yeah. i didn't mean it in that like negative like, like so everyone listening you're all but a tree even it's the same soon. it's all the same the cell no, like yeah, our cells. trees just take longer to do it let's not say a flower that's well, like a that, couple that's weeks. a faster <laughs> well it's okay winter's 80 years you know, winter's ending springs here so yeah. this is a this is a good moment to be a I'm flower thinking about spring <laughs> yeah, true. F- some flowers okay okay i like it now <laughs> and if any, if you want to think of it we're an 80 year you know, on average. Okay, an 80-year-old flower. I love that. Exactly. They're the ones that get it. Emilio, you know. we are in the middle of podcasting. Emilio, one of the owners of New York Comedy Club, just gave is giving Jay the finger to be yeah. funny. Because boys be boys, right? Yeah. That's how we say hello. We That's say, my boy. You. We say fuck he you. Didn't, he didn't mean it as fuck you, you guys. It was sort it of like a, a hey, hey, friend. Like, hey, Does I'm that mean Emilio's leaving? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe. Whatever. Jay was, but you guys were saying we're trees. Not even the yeah, tree thing. Trees. I think with the And then another tree gave him the finger. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Do you I think trees something. give other trees the finger? In, in their own way. In nature. Yeah. Yeah. They think yeah. they just like, well, uh, like when they shed their, I don't know. They make sure Maybe their leaves underground. shed extra hard on one side of themselves to so the tree they don't like. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Get your leaves off my lawn. Get your leaves <laughs> off of my bark. Like two warring neighbors that literally have trees on their on their front lawns. Stop. Your trees be blowing over on my lawn. Stop. I can't help the wind, Frank. 
Maybe your tree shouldn't have fucked my tree and cheated on her last year. Yeah, stop fucking pollinating my buds, okay, yeah. dude? <laughs> Keep your... <laughs> Keep your, Keep your male tree away from my sweet, sweet tree. <sighs> this is my statement. Anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about, because I really just think it's it's something that even if you don't identify as, oh, I had an eating disorder ever, there's just a huge relationship to our bodies and we forget what they are. Like they are the, I loved how you described them earlier, Katie. I forget what you said, but you're like, they're these vessels that carry us places. It's literally like, if you think about mm. a car in a sense, like that gets you from one place to another, but it's like a car you're living in for a decent amount of time and just really like respecting it and loving it. And just think about, even if you're driving like an actual car, like if you hate your car, it's shitty and you're hitting it. Like that energy is probably or you actually just affecting everything. It. Yeah. Like respect. You don't. you don't have to, I'm not saying it in a way where you're like, just love your body. Just love yeah, it. Like if you're not into like, it, you're not into it, but that doesn't mean you have to hate it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like there's no, it's just a waste of energy mm-hmm. because it doesn't, you have no control over it also. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's the same way. Like ex, it's just the sense of acceptance and like, it, this is a new concept for me, mm-hmm. for me, but like, it's really I'm like grateful that I have this perspective now because it was never part of my life for like, you know, the first 27 years I lived, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was not, I didn't understand like, this is just my body. It's just a fact. It's objective. There's not, and it, it, it's, it's the same thing where like, I think about like anxiety or when I worry about things, like that's such a waste of energy because like just accept where you're at, even if you're frustrated or sad or whatever, it's like, thinking I shouldn't be feeling this way adds another level of crazy. So thinking mm-hmm. like yeah. my body shouldn't be this way is like just. Yeah. It's, ugh. it's really just wasted energy. Like I and should, I, I shouldn't look having, this way. Yeah, what? I like, should, like what? No. <laughs> Who's like, telling you that? Yeah. Your parents like wanting to have a child, uh, just, they wanted to like, you know, bring a life into this world and then not, it's funny that we think like, this is my, like, oh, look at my nose and look at my hair and look at my, it's like these features that go back, you know, so many generations that if you, you know, we don't have pictures of them, but hundreds and hundreds of years ago, ancestors, our ancestors look very similar to us. And uh, we're just like, no, my fucking nose, because some like magazine (laughs) that came out last month tells me that like, you know, my chest should be a certain way or my like, I don't know, it happens with guys too. It's clearly not nearly as, you know, as prevalent as uh, as females, but no, I, think I, that, I like, disagree. I think I it, had the I same think it kind of uh, just as much when you're a teenager yeah. as well, and like not even just bodies, but how to act as how to be a man and man up, and like those same. We have the same oh, shit. Yeah. It sucks. It's like I I've got a really terrible. I didn't really have like a a, a proper sexual education with like my my dad or teachers or people telling me that like you know with women you know when you talk to them or how to it was literally just like a shitload of american pie type movies that were like just get laid bro you're cool if you get laid at all costs like this whole point of this movie that i like like american pie as an example there's a billion of them but how many teen movies did we you know in our in the 90s or 2000s or whatever that were just literally like oh shit we're about to end high school and we haven't been laid yet we don't want to be fucking losers yeah we got to get out there mm-hmm. and bang some chick at all costs Love so i'm gonna out there they're there bud <laughs> like canadianisms uh, <laughs> gotta get there. <laughs> you gotta fucking but but get out there on your friggin' snowmobile, you drive on out to upstate, upstate, 
Um, Northern Ontario. Someone posted, actually, it was actually Matt Richards, a good friend. He posted on Facebook. I'm not going to tell the joke that went along with it because I didn't like it. But he posted an old picture of Michael Jackson Mm. before all the surgery and change. And and when I first saw the picture, I literally was like, who is that gorgeous man? Like, it was like a picture of him that he had just gone swimming. And he's stunning. And then you look at it and you just get so sad because you're like, this man was gorgeous. Yeah. And, you know he hated his body and he thought it was supposed to be more quote unquote white. And by white, I don't even just mean white. I mean like white quote unquote white features, like a nose that doesn't have character. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it's like, it's like we're ashamed of our things that have character and look different. It's like, we think we're supposed to all look the same or something and have these features that don't stand out. Like I have a nose that that definitely stands out that I used to hate growing up. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, I'm like, no, it's like it has character mm-hmm. to it. I, you know, but growing up, I wanted to be blonde. I wanted to have blue eyes. I want to have like a little button nose. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I think about I that. I'm like, to be an Olsen twin. That was my fantasy. Wow. That's what I'm saying. And think yeah. about, and listen, the Olsen <laughs> twins are beautiful. It's not shitting on any, no. right. But I almost, the, the way I wanted to look, if I looked that way is almost where I didn't stand out. Do you yeah, get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I almost wanted I think, to not uh, stand out at yeah. all. I wanted to become generic. Like disappear. Yeah. Humans are something. so weird yeah. like that. I find that like we want to be different, but yet we're so social. And so mm-hmm. we, we have these, you know, towns and like the, we live in such groups that we want to be individuals, but not too like it, the second you're sort of like out of this socially acceptable box of how to look or how to act, then, you know, I can, I'm sure pe- people that you know, have like terrifying scars on their face and stuff that walk around and they're just, you get, imagine the looks they get constantly that we don't get, like we, the three of us, lucky enough, look so completely normal that it's not like we walk into a room and everyone's just like, you know, in a good or a bad way, I don't think, uh, get that kind of attention. We kind of want an attention, but not in certain ways. It's such a weird, like, I mean, I still have a very basic face in a way. I don't mean that mean. Like, you know what I mean? So I get what you're saying in that I can't imagine someone who does have a, a feature like a, a crazy scar and just how in our society we kind of gawk mm. at things that are different. Well, outside the but box. But I also it's get like, it. Yeah. I feel it's human like, nature uh, also to respond yeah. to, yeah. Oh, that's different. And it might not even yeah. be in a really mean way. It's just sort of like, oh, that's like, I've never seen that before. Uh, so you want to look like you want to like look but not get caught so you're being weird about it so you look as if you're like oh and then look right back and then they feel alienated and i don't know it's so funny how every single person mm. is as cliche as it is we're all we're all individuals <laughs> like we literally are like no one else but we want to be like not everybody else but our own group or our own like what we were saying earlier about the image your body like how you think you fit into society and you want to look that way then you try to even act that way and fit into like oh guys i'm in the group i want to fit in with everyone look at me i'm i'm in this group and just thinking about how you're being perceived rather than just yeah yeah it's so ego it's all ego it's all like i still get caught up and i'm someone who's all like sing your soul song and Mm -hmm. and the the more i claim who i am i still you know as i do that i get these waves of fear like what are other people thinking especially with the i rap now i'm like oh my gosh like 
How's this being perceived? Do people think I'm being disrespectful? I'm terrified of it. I don't in the even, race kind of sense. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, and I start worrying. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I have to still just be who I am, mm-hmm. but also allow myself to have these insecurities and these fears because mm-hmm. I know my heart. I'm not doing anything to upset anyone. I'm doing it just to actually express parts of myself that are me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel a lot of the time. Cause I, I sometimes I'll talk about my eating disorder on stage. Actually I did. So I did a show at, uh, at Colgate university. Uh, hi Colgate. I'm just kidding. What like, up Colgate? Colgate. What up Colgate? Shout out to my peeps. Uh, and like I did, of course I was like, Oh cool. I'm doing a college show. Like I'll talk about my eating disorder. That'll be relatable. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, <laughs> Uh, to all the out. people that don't want to admit that right. they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a fine look line. at this crazy bitch, right, right guys? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Not uh, me. The girl who went up after me was like, "Wow, Katie, you're a bundle of triggers." I was like, "Oh, fuck, <laughs> like, a bundle of triggers." I think I was saying to you that has to be the name of your first album, "A Bundle of Triggers." I think it will be, yeah, because <laughs> I guess so. It's like well, that reminds me of the time living I, my like, truth and triggering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> triggering well, that's what tr- teens at all uh, <laughs> junctures. I don't Living know. your truth triggers. Like it no matter does. who it comes from, it, it triggers people. And Especially you know, when it's new, you want to talk about it. Oh like, yeah. And it's, it's exciting to it, you like and me. And, and it, when you know. it's when you're living and when you're talking about something that is like, I think that it is important to lean into it. And I think that when it's coming from an authentic place, like what you're saying, Kate, is that, I mean, it's not about, it's not about like, oh God, I made someone upset. It's like, oh no, let me lean into that even more and be like, look, I, I, maybe I did come off as being flippant, you know, like I'll own that too. Like I, cause Mm -hmm. I can totally do that being like, yeah, I was bulimic. And, but like it's at the same time, it's like, no, that was really for a long time, like I was living in this like mm-hmm. very debilitating You can't keep talking about silence. it as if it's like so like at some point you have to be okay with talking about it and not dip into this like really serious moment and like everyone listen to this thing I went through. It's like you can talk about it and be like, you know, I think once you mm-hmm. get more comfortable with it over over time and then people think that's being flippant. But I don't think you are being like just by talking about it. Exactly. And it's like, okay, so if I if like, yeah, then that just enters another there's like another then layer to the conversation. And that's okay too. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay. You know, it's it's just like there's not if as long as it's all the layers authentic place, then then there is room for those layers. Whereas when it's when it's founded in something that's not actual truth, when it's like, oh, I'm trying to I'm saying this because I think this is what people want to hear. That's when you like that's when. I don't know. It's just like you that's can That's when just your tell. body, yeah, your body can oh, just maybe if it doesn't even know why, but you start to go to a person. Like you can feel when someone's just doing it for attention. And I think that's what I worry about. I'm like, do people think that like, because sometimes I quote, not quote, I'll comment really authentically under people's like Instagrams. Like genuinely, I'll be like, you're a star, keep shining your light. And I'll be like, do people think I'm just being like an asshole or like. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. No. Because it's genuine. I, I, yeah. No, you don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't I know think if they're dicks and they think oh, you're being okay. an asshole. I think that's a great I'm still comment. Do to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I get worried. I'm like, man, if I was, if I wasn't authentic in that, I would be an asshole. Like mm-hmm. I, like everything, like if I was just rapping for attention, if I was just being like, shine your light, because right. I thought it's what people want to say, then I get it. I would be the worst human ever. But I'm starting to get paranoid, I guess, where I'm like, oh God, I hope people know this is authentic. But I think the fact that it is coming from an authentic place is that if anybody's like 
questions Yeah, then there's nothing it, to worry about. You double down on it. And you're like, no, listen, like, I do think you are shining a light on the world. <laughs> yeah. And let me yeah. elaborate. Listen, hater. Sorry You bright for... light of a hater. Bright light yeah. of a hater. <laughs> rap about your fucking light yeah. spells. I have a lot of, of spiritual raps. I made Jay listen to 10 of them yeah. last week. He mm. was like, okay, wow. Someone's been writing. Now learn how to flow, bitch. I didn't say it like that. Mm. No, that's what I heard, even though you said it very nicely. Yeah, you were very the rhymes nice. are all great, and the substance <laughs> is phenomenal. The hardest part is putting it over a drum beat. So hard. And flowing. And so that's, hard. So that's what makes it a song. Rap. <laughs> yeah, rather yeah. than spoken word or From a poetry. From like, to a rap, yeah. Yeah. Right now, I guess I'm just really a poet, are and you I'm calling myself a rapper. dirty-ass poetry? I think I oh. am. <laughs> the can things we said please? earlier, I wouldn't describe as poetry. I, think I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stroll <laughs> to can it. Can we all, can we just like find a, like a poetry open mic to go to so Kate yeah. can do some spoken that word? Would be, that would be great. Just come and be like, hi, my name's Kate. Mm-hmm. Well, my cookie queef. <laughs> Yeah. Now you made me want to read another. Please. Another one. Okay. Maybe a game? Now look what you did. You made me want to read another one. <laughs> yeah. You keep rapping. Look what all y'all Listen. haters did. You done opened yeah. me up. <laughs> y'all haters inspire me and shit. <laughs> you keep rapping about your pussy, you one trick pony. Maybe expand to your tushy. Ha ha ha. No, blow me. Keep your doubts coming. You're just my muse, triggering my hate. You annoy me, not amuse. And why are you scared of my body hair with all that fur in your back and I'm supposed to care? Did you see that bitch has hair in her legs? Yeah, I'm a fucking mammal. You forget while masturbating to a chick banging animal? My last name's Wolf, so I'm literally a bitch. But if you call me one, gonna end up in a ditch. Oh. Oh. Throw down. Poetry. (laughs) Rough, rough, rough. Ow, ow, the wolf. The wolf. Um, I'm snapping. Thank you. Yeah. So what I wanted to say that you made me think of uh, before was... You know, we often find these things as a way just to obsess over something to not go within. And you were saying that before. And for me, my thing since I was very young has been love addiction, obsessing over men. And I still have an ex that I think about a lot, which isn't fun for me to say because I'm doing so well in so many ways, right? Like here I am, I'm like healing, I'm growing. And yet, you know, I I still find myself obsessing. And I think the key is not beating myself up for the obsession, which is the hardest part. It's like catching it and trying to come back yeah. and, and, and trying to not fall into the trap of blaming this person for my unhappiness. Cause that's been the whole thing since I was young is like, mm-hmm. man, if this person were only yeah. this, 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 and this, yeah. I'd be happy. Yeah. And <laughs> they'd I be just, the right puzzle to piece to ex- complete me. Exactly. They weren't the right exactly puzzle it. piece. Mm-hmm. Great. Now I'm not completed. Yes. And you're saying it, but it's exactly how it feels. Hmm. And I'm trying to really lately, especially as I become more and more aware of this obsessing thing that I have is every time I go to this person, I actually try to send the person love, which sounds funny because I'm like, you're thinking about the person actually and the positive is because you still love this person. Like Mm. you care about them. Mm -hmm. They've made a huge dent in your world. So like you're really just trying to touch them. So I'm like, okay, touch like that's fine. Like, hi. But now let's come back as to why you're blaming Mm -hmm. like what like what's really going on. And it almost always goes back to just this huge pain and anger Mm. and sadness that's that's been left on me from from a kid is like I really didn't have I mean, I don't want to group my mom and my dad together because it was such different things. But like I've really been badly hurt and Mm. and um, always, quote unquote, disappointed and 
when you're a little kid constantly being disappointed mm-hmm. over and over. And I don't mean like disappointed, like, oh, can I have a new Xbox disappointed? Mm-hmm. I mean, the kind of disappointed where like you hope your mom's going to pick you up on time or you hope your mom's just going to be nice to you and be loving. And instead she just starts cursing at you. And you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like when you go through that all the time, it just really, you hold it in your body and I'm starting to touch just how deep my pain is around mm-hmm. that of how much it hurt to be this like little girl who just wanted to like sing and dance and make art. And instead just felt like she was a piece of shit because every time she got excited about life, like had a parent in one way or the other, just like sink her, you mm-hmm. know, that's what it felt like mm-hmm. a, a crumbling or a sinking. And as I, as I start to see this in me, it's been really hard to see the ways that I really accidentally hurt Shane and took it out on him. It's been a lot better recently, but man, like God, like so, so many memories are coming up of like him, you know, accidentally um, peeing as a young boy, like young and me, not having the capacity to hold space for my frustration and yelling at him for it. And like, Oh my gosh. Like, so the pain of seeing how much pain I was in younger and seeing also how I took it out on him. It's been, it's been intense lately, like trying to, Mm -hmm. to look at that, but I'm like, well, this is it. This is where this actually is. And the more I can go here, the less I'll obsess about, you know, the latest guy that I'm having trouble getting over, you know, but fuck, it's hard to go to the root so hard mm-hmm. oh yeah totally and I love what you said about like and it, it's kind of like why like asking yourself like like why am I holding on to this like that's what re- like yeah. resentment is like what it means is like refeeling like re- to refeel this like why yeah. am I refeeling it and it's like for me I know a lot of the the resentments that I have are about like I I get power from seeing myself as the victim back then. Like, oh, I was cheated on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I was wronged. I was right. I am this. And it's like I I gain a sense of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, power, false power, false power. I mean, or just like. It's you just become not true. This, like, protagonist, I think I'm better like, than this other person. Like, yeah. I think that I deserve more because yeah. I was right. You become your own, like, um, main character in a story, and everyone, like, I don't know. For me, it was similar. Like, what going along with what you're saying is like all those underdog movies I think or like TV shows where you can relate to, like, you know, not really like a victim, but the underdog or like the, you know. And you kind of put yourself in those positions like, oh, these, all these, man, all these hardships I've been through and all this shit that happened to me. But like, I got to keep going. I got to keep pressing. And like, you know, I think it, we're all just trying to tell our own story, I guess. And then for me was mm-hmm. like the, um, yeah, drinking and partying. And because I moved out of the house at like 18 and I finally kind of got let out of the box to, you know, so to speak, because my parents are really, really strict and um, religious and like you know, don't do that. Don't do this. Go to your room. Like just very like, um, were you hit as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not like it wasn't, you know, I never got beat. I got spankings and, uh, like it, yeah, it wasn't abuse. It was just like, my dad's very old school. He's like mid sixties right now. And his dad, like that was just the way it was like, you know, you, you know, you don't act right. You're going to catch one. I still think hitting is just <laughs> fucking horrendous. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I never I, thought I'm of not, it like that. I'm not as saying a, it is abuse, although yeah. I have a tendency to do to call yeah. it that. But mm. when I call it that, a lot of people whose 
parents to do that. I was like so, yeah, just so afraid of my dad because yeah, yeah. it was early. It was only like four or five when I was getting like spanked and like thrown across the room and like seeing the power of this like big, like full grown man and, and just being like, okay, yep. Okay. But that's why I think it's abusive. It's abusive power. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's an authority figure misusing their power. And that's what I think I try not to do with Shane now, which I was through my verbal language Mm -hmm. and the way I was yelling was still being abusive in a sense Mm because I'm showing him you are powerless. I'm the powerful one. Oh, that was was the whole basic narrative of my, my parents is like, you're like, we are in charge. We are the voice and you will shut up and listen. And if you ever talk out of turn or you ever like, you know, it was very, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Like, you know, around the dinner table, you don't, you know, interrupt or, you know, don't talk back. Can't even talk back. It was like all, and then you grow up and you're like 16, 17, you're starting to get the same height as this man. And this like that extra fuck you to him, like, and you think you're, and then he's like, oh yeah, you think you're, and then he throws you up against the wall. Mm. And like, there's, you know, I mean, I, I forgive him now because I've grown and I'm not gonna, like, I think about it as, he's so great. And me and my dad have a great relationship now. And we never really talked about it. Like, I never brought it up as like, you know, Zay made me feel or whatever, because like, I just know that's what he thought was, it's what he saw as a kid and still loves his dad. And when you think you're all trying to do the best you can, I guess, right, with what you're given. So if that was his like parenting style, then I know there was never any extra. And he'd always sit me down and talk to me after, like, this is why I did it, and this is like excuse it, but that's what I think. But I, I don't know. Here's the thing, and this is this is the intro. This is such a gray area because you know people are so multidimensional. So you can be abusive in one sense of yourself. And then also the most amazing person too. Like I'm saying in me, I never hit Shane, but I saw the way I was verbally being abusive in the Mm -hmm. sense of abusing my power, abusing my authority. And it's ugly to see that place in yourself. But I feel that it's been very important for me and for Shane Mm -hmm. to acknowledge it to him. And I get it. Most people don't get there with their parents. I'm going to therapy with my dad, which is a very, I don't know if I'd ever be able to bring up like I had to, to move on to the next step of the healing work where I was like, or or to even carry on a relationship with him and in an honest space, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm hurting over this. Like I am still in a lot of pain over what happened in that house. Mm-hmm. And th- this is my dad, my mom and I've had for years and years, you know, we're still going through my anger and sadness with her. Um, but I really have gotten to a place and him and I have done so much work so far and we're in such a better place. And I'm sure we're going to continue to dig things up. But I think people are so scared because they know their parents actually tried their best and got it from their parents and they got it from their parents that mm-hmm. they are almost like, well, I kind of forgive them because I know they didn't mean it. And I get that. But there's still an allowance of getting to have that conversation of like, hey, I get it. You were trying your hardest, Mm -hmm. but it still wasn't right. And sometimes you have to say that. I know it's almost hard for 90% Mm -hmm. of people. And I I think we're almost looking out for them because we know the shame that might come up in them. I knew how how terrible he felt about it. Like he like expressed to me very... um, genuinely how really terrible he felt about it and cried a lot when he when it got brought up so i knew i could see his soft side and i see his happy sides and he's so funny and such a great guy and um 
Yeah, so that's what told me early on that he wasn't evil. Like, because when you're a kid and you are getting hurt by a bigger person, you just think of them as evil and you need to do anything to like stop it or hurt them back in some way. And my, because I couldn't do it physically, I wanted to do it like defiantly and be not like him and be like, fuck you in my, in like my words and my like actions and, or secretively where I kind of like would live a secret life of that's how we were sneaking out of the house and and doing my own, like, Mm -hmm. you know, smoking weed and drinking and trying to get laid in like high school. And like when I knew they were like, they, they were like, I had to be in earlier than all my friends and I had to be like home for dinner no matter what. And I was like, where are you going? What are you doing? And they would like get all the numbers of my friends. And if I said I was going to Trevor's house, sure enough, I was over there. I'd get a call. They'd get a call over there to make sure I wasn't lying. And like, I wasn't, I didn't do anything to not be trusted. I never like but so I was like, oh, yeah, you don't trust me. Like, well, fuck you. I'll give you a reason to not. Like, I, I don't know why I just needed to like, no, I because I couldn't do it in the like face to face. I needed so that when I got to leave the house, finally, 18, the second I could, I was gone, uh, went to college and just got like blackout drunk constantly, uh, tried to get laid like every single night and just like became this sort of like animal out of a cage type yeah. that I thought was the way to out of the house like 18 year old kid like and in canada like you can legally drink at 19 and it's like okay let's go and i just like those were all the cool things to me because they were lame and they represented everything that was like square and like old and i'm you know i don't know what it all was but now years and years and years later just realizing i was just punishing myself for some reason like drinks like blacking out on whiskey like nights and nights in a row and eating like shit because you know i wasn't i had to eat my vegetables and now fuck you mom i can eat chicken (laughs) fingers like like that like i'm disrespecting my own body you know a way that's like rebelling against them which is so strange to me do and i actually it's you're reminding me of my ex because i did get cheated on which i think you both know i think i've told you um (laughs) i'm sure everyone knows and uh, (laughs) no but the thing the funny thing is is like i don't even blame him anymore because what you're describing makes me think of this person where i i feel like for him it was almost i represented a mother figure in many ways to him and he was almost like rebelling against his mother yeah and me but I could see it. I'm like, oh, this person as a way to survive did what you were just describing. Like mm-hmm. his mother was so fucking intense and da 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 that he got, created the secret life as a way to disappear and vanish and like and and also as a fuck you to her. Like it was a big. It was it was the way he could I say think fuck a, you. A big part of why women get a really unfair um, chance in like the workplace and like being a you know a quote unquote like boss like a boss ass bitch or whatever because you have this like early early on boys in our society are taught that like it's a male driven you know we're the man and and even as a kid like being like a young boy but being like told what to do by a mother like a woman or whatever there almost becomes this um rebellious side against a woman telling you what to do and that's like so deep-seated it has this naggy like and you know I, I work for so many amazing women all like my 90% 90% of the jobs I get like freelance film and, and TV and fashion are 
um, female producers and female production coordinators and that are like my bosses. And I love a huge percentage of them. They're really good at what they do. And then, um, and, but I can definitely see when they have to like lay down the law, there's like guys that like roll their eyes or are just like, Ugh. like <laughs> there is a, yeah. like, and it has a naggy quality to it. Resp- that really sucks. Like, and the word naggy, you would never use to describe something a man says. Like mm-hmm. you would never be like, oh, this guy's nagging me. It's like, that yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then as somebody who, cause I can also, I can own the part of myself that is a control. Like I, you know, like even, I want to be in control yeah. of other people. We even describe like a male boss that's being overbearing as like, you know, get off my, like, you know, a, there is a, I've worked in a lot of like blue collar sort of like maintenance jobs and like construction and stuff. And when there's like, you know, a, a boss or any kind of like male figure that's being coming, like, coming down on you yeah, or, or, like, or, or yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You you know, have a, a tendency to to compare them to like a, a wife or a, a mother or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because like, oh, a, ma- a strong male figure would never do that. You know, like it's like, oh, you are acting <laughs> yeah. like a woman in this. Case. It's like, what the fuck you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but what like, you were saying about the controlling too. So I want to hear because. Well, yeah. yeah and because I mean, when you were talking about, you know, in that you don't even blame, but be like, I do. And when I I say blame, I hear what you're saying. I still think it was shitty what he did and, and people still need to be responsible for their actions. It's more of my controlling. Yeah. You're like, you're it triggered your his part, yes or who, exactly you know like he My shouldn't have done that either way exactly like seeing your part like that's been a big thing is seeing where like the the role that I play I mean because this is all you know this is all step work which is why it like comes up in every single thing I'm like this is how I think about the world now but like mm-hmm. but well, it's, it's new it's like, you're it's exciting yeah and it's like getting oh a my new perspective God, it changes, is like yeah the way that I'm like oh right like yeah. I was in every relationship I've ever been in it's like I was trying to control the other person, you know, or something. I was like, okay, well, in, in uh, another year we should be engaged and then we're going <laughs> to yeah, probably too. have a baby coming when I'm about 35 and that'll be perfect because, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's all it's, coming together. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Same way. I remember with yeah. my ex. Sorry to cut you off. I'll, yeah, I promise. I'll no, you, no, no. But I remember when I was living with Tim, uh, <laughs> I was like talking about like we need to have a baby by the time I'm. 36, which now I am, which is funny that, you know, I was like, by the time I'm 36, because, you know, my eggs are not going to be young forever. And he was like, okay, um, can you just like remind me when we get close? Like, right, right. Yeah, cool. He was like, but it was, and, like, and then, cool with that, but. and then I go, and then I go, oh, by the way, did you remember to move your car for street cleaning? And he goes, oh shit. And I was like, forget it. Like I more of like, here I'm trying to control everything and Six like years from now ask and this man like, to be on. Yeah the same plan with me and da 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 and, and then, he like, can't even remember yeah, the yeah and like yeah. it's not even to diss him. like <laughs> I was just like oh we are such on two different places right now and uh-huh. I'm pretending he's not to have my needs met like it was just such a clear I'm like he's in his own shit right now he's got his own thing and here I am I'm like hey hey Tim Tim focus on my ex focus on my ex yes. and he's like I can't even focus on my car like but it was it's not even like blaming him or to make fun of him it was like no. I was trying to create a, a reality that didn't exist. It wasn't, I wasn't even in reality. I'm talking about when are we going to have kids? He didn't, he was like, what are you like? It was just, I was clearly just trying to control and have my needs met and have this yeah. reality happen. That was not reality. Right. It's like mm-hmm. a huge dishonesty to tell yourself like, this is where we're at in our relationship. And it's like, Oh no, he's telling me loud and clear. He's not here. 
Like he's like, yes, no, I, I don't want to talk about marriage. Like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cute. That's cute that you think that, but you're wrong. And uh, <laughs> that's how a lot of marriages just, end up happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. like refer to page forty five of my plan for our lives. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> <it's> actually, <laughs> so that's been a big. Oh God, it's like, yeah, no, I do not control other people like that. It, it's like, it's something so simple, but mm-hmm. it's like huge, simple yet huge. Cause when you don't control people or life and you let it fall where it's actually supposed to be, you can actually see I've never, this has been so new for me where I'm me like, too. Yeah. I'm like, Oh wait, like let Jay be Jay. Let Katie be Katie. Let Tim be Tim. Let like all my exes be. Th- and I'm like, Oh, now I can actually navigate where I want to go. Yeah, I can see who people are, what they want to do and almost send them blessings. Yeah. Whereas before it was too scary to send them blessings. I was like, wait, what? He wants to do that. Why doesn't he want to be doing what I want him to yeah. be doing? And it's like, now I can just let people be who they are and wow. then decide what's right for me without being mad at them for living what they want their life to be. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. I'm sick of trying to like put my, like, it's been such a freeing thing to like not have expectations of people, you know, cause it's like, Oh, that just, it doesn't do anybody any good mm-hmm. ever. Um, I mean, not that uh, it's, yeah, it's just not, maybe not expectations, but just like, I cannot, yeah, I can't control other people. And I enjoy my life a lot more when I'm like, Oh yeah. It gives me mm-hmm. more permission. And actually you saying that like you give other people more permission to be themselves when you are just yourself. And it's, and it's so, uh, and I feel, but I feel that around you, Kate, all the time. Like, I think that's why I was like, I'm going to be friends with Kate, but it's like, you know, people have that inviting energy when they're like not putting anything on you. You can just feel that Mm -hmm. there's space for you to exist there. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously. Once I started living with Kate, like we talked earlier (laughs) about, um, about, um, when Kate was wanting so badly to be my friend right away. And then I was <laughs> like, not when you lived no, with me. no, no, early, early on. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's yeah. what started. But then when we yeah. lived together, you were Did really opening my like, eye. Yeah. And no, then I went on, like I'd come knock on your door and want to talk about like spirituality and it's awareness. And like, it like, is you're getting too like how you're, how <laughs> I'm like, you, Hey guys, I said best friends, but I didn't mean like yeah. best friends or like spirit, <laughs> Although, your healer, I, like, yeah. uh, cause Heal no, what well, you just described earlier that, it's new and it's exciting. So you just want to, it ends up getting brought up a lot. And I had to do the same thing like with, you know, with this, like why I was so Everyone pumped to come on the excited. podcast. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I get to talk about this like really open stuff that I never normally would have said maybe even only two years ago. And when I'm I first tried getting about, to like, you into, when I first had our, our first big spiritual conversation, because yeah. when I first met Jay, I was in it, but I wasn't in, in, and then I had the crazy accident. And I was so far away from it. Met, that. After a month after I met you, and the first talk I tried to have with him, he was not about what I was saying. And now he's super down to get spiritual. I didn't get any of it and, at all. Yeah, it was I had a whole a big language. block from, I, yeah, I like, I think I had a lot of like spiritual blocks because of like how I perceived God and how I mm-hmm. perceived from like, I, I was raised Catholic and Same. like, oh, cool. Yeah. Very, very, like I was an altar boy and we went to church every yeah, Sunday mm. and like, uh. <laughs> get it yeah get, get some it. of that jesus get that jesus uh, so i always thought of religion as uh you know like i don't yeah or or it had to fall into these 
you're Jewish and uh, and I'm Catholic and there's Muslim people and there's and that's the only kinds of mm-hmm. spirituality there can be is these like in these mm-hmm. groups mm-hmm. and I only with Kate started thinking of it as like oh wow I can have this I don't know awareness and a sense of spirituality I don't even know if I call it that to be honest but without I don't know defining it as something and I like that exactly it's like realizing that the it kind of got reverse engineered for me, you know, like where mm-hmm. it started as like I'd had this feeling. I, yeah, I, I, I it was like, OK, yeah, I know all about the God stuff. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. I, we've been talking for an hour. It does not feel like that, does it? That must be incorrect. No, it's not. <laughs> OK, well, we like took a time machine. Jesus, we'll, we'll wrap up soon. But sorry, I just was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's I thought crazy. we were at like 35, like oh, 40 minutes. No, I, I thought we were like. 35, 40 minutes, not, I'm not an hour. Sorry. I'm kind of bummed because right I, I felt know, like I'm... we could have talked for another half hour. Very let's go. Sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have an hour and a half Jim's special. like, let's not go. <laughs> Jim's like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm Jim's leaving the room. Out. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, it's cool. Um, in 10 I, seconds, go. In 10 I'm seconds. Like, let me just like uh, define what I uh, view my spirituality as now. <laughs> this is my God concept. <laughs> God according to Katie. No. <laughs> I don't know. Book. Yeah, it was. It was like I intellectually understood God and then I realized, well, cause, okay. So through, I feel like I've recently kind of come to, yeah, like, like really get in touch with this higher power. And I remember, I like, I can remember certain points of my life, like feeling this like very small voice inside of me being like, it's okay. You're here. You know, it's like the sense of like, I'm never going to not be in my body. And I don't know how to really describe that, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it mm-hmm. was just so comforting, like, oh, that stillness. Because, like, I can tell when I'm trying to control my life is when it's, like, my my head's buzzing and I'm doing, like, this weird, like, okay, from two to three, I'm going to be doing this and then I'm going to travel to Kate's podcast and then we're going to do the podcast and then after that, you're going to have dinner and then you're going to blow. You know, it's, like, this sort of thing. And then it's, like, oh, being in the moment and yeah, just being, like, in oh, the moment where's, your, where's your body right now? Breathing, right? Breathing. Remembering to breathe is hard oh. for me. And I'm, like, oh. Just like when you start, when you actually start to breathe, you come back mm-hmm. from that chaos, that, that chaos that starts running in your head. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. Kate, breathe. And then I touch something near me to and bring me back. Grounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I love doing hot yoga because, or I don't, yeah, I don't do it all the time anymore. Cause that was also very unhealthy. Like I would do double classes. Like Holy this was like shit. back when I was like in exercise bulimia mode, like really bad. Um, but you know, it's the right place to be in that, in that mode. Uh, hot yoga, <laughs> hot is, yoga uh, is the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> doing it right. We got to wrap it up. Can I oh, say sorry. one thing yes. before I, um, from before is just when you were saying about the whole, how we want to control their people and how nicer it is to just let everyone be who they truly are. And then you can decide where to navigate. The, the best thing that's helped me with that is like, yeah, it sucks kind of that I can't control their people, but actually it doesn't. Cause the one thing I have control over is my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing you actually want control over when you think about it. I'm like, wait, so I can't control this person, this person, this person, mm-hmm. but I can go in and, and decide like, what can I pull out of me that will make me happier? And for me, like the, the next thing is the dance parties, you know, I'm like, okay, so yeah, I, I can't make that person live the life I think they should be living, which is actually my life. Like, that's the funniest thing is like, I'm trying to have everyone mm-hmm. live a life. That's actually oh the God. life yeah. I'm trying to live. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So you didn't convince this person to be vegetarian like you, but you get to be vegetarian. And like, yeah, you didn't convince this person that like, 
you know, being sober is probably a better way to be, but like you can decide that, you know, like, and here I'm just judging and pointing fingers and then not even doing the things that I'm trying to get them to do. Right. You know, like I'm well, like, it's, and come it's back. The whole Kate. reason I think we want to change other people is so we're more comfortable. It's like, I want you to be sober too. So yeah. I feel like not you can a have this. And yes. it's just like, no, I guess you want to feel as good as I feel. Well, how <laughs> yeah. do you feel? Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm good. just a neurotic mess. I'm like, yeah. feel like me. Trust me. It's amazing. My way is the right way. You're like, bitch, I do not want to live the way you're living. You seem a little stressed. That's really funny. What? Just real quick. Um, to compare it to something that's funny, guys. Yeah, let's end on the <laughs> <last> guys. <laughs> uh, I was walking in Penn Station recently with. Um, I was dropping my sister off at a train, and people. It was so incredibly crowded, but. Um, you know, when someone's like walking in front of you, but they're walking really slow, and you're like, "Oh God!" Like, get out of my way! Like, and you're trying to dip around them, but then in the you're in that seat and someone else like you're walking that slow and someone behind you is just like oh get out of my way and you're like well everyone's walking so damn fast you're like you're always like it's funny how we think we're like the the pace car that everyone should walk like mm-hmm. when someone's in front of you you're like everyone's so fucking slow and then someone, <laughs> someone's behind you like trying to get around you, you're like everyone's in a goddamn rush all the time and it's similar to what you're saying yes, like the exactly. you know trying to change oh, everybody yeah. to mold your story Meanwhile, you want to stand it's like, out so yeah, it's crazy but then it, yeah. when you let other people be themselves you get to like be a spectator and just kind of sit back and there's almost like it's a really relax. Yeah, it's very peaceful to like see. You're not so different from everyone else, yeah. right? You're like, oh, yeah. I was the guy going fast yesterday. Yeah. And like, yes. today I'm the guy going slow. And it's yeah. like, you're just, yeah. Yeah. But then we get to like in life, you get to be the in the driver's seat with what you're doing and how you want to live and act. But then you also get to just like sit back, shut up and watch people be crazy, like good or bad. Love it. Guys, we, yeah. we're, we're high-fiving because right. I'm a huge geek who loves high-fiving. High-fiving. Big, Big fan Kate's of the high-fives. Kate's just high trying fives. to wrap this up. I know, She's I like, am. okay, high-five. Okay, guys, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're so we're, we're okay. <laughs> so, Jay, uh. where can peeps be finding you? Um, actually, when this come, by the time this comes out, uh, our web series, Jay and Aton, will have dropped on Vimeo. Kate is going to be in the second episode whoop, called whoop. Nightlight. That'll Hell hopefully yeah. be out in about a month. What's but, this about? Um, it's our a little web series, uh, Jay and Aton, and this first one is about, uh, I haven't really thought about this, but... The first one's about, uh, a meat, it's about a meat pie shop. First, it's actually the first one. both episodes, and I it's know like I'm in one. So Sweeney this, Todd? It's oh. really good. No. Okay, good. It's really good. It's <laughs> not Sweeney Todd-like, although maybe one of their episodes could get a little gory. Possibly. Later, when we have money you. for that kind yeah. of uh, you know special and effects Twitter. and stuff. Give me your twits and Instagram. I don't really Twitter ever. Instagram, at uh, jwellsleck, L-E-C. Um, Perfect. Katie Barbaro? Love that. Well, I don't really tweet as either, but go ahead and follow me. I might start, you know, yeah. I might, when this I start, might be the moment. Yeah, the maybe tweets start I'm popping gonna, out. Yeah. If after this comes out, I get I suddenly get, you know, five, six thousand followers. Then, uh, yeah, then I'll. Tweet. All right. You too. I'm Come on. speaking my truth. I okay. like how you I'm guys, playing, I'm sorry. you guys are getting more and more comfortable. I'm like, we got to end. We have to end sometime. I'm uh, just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm I'm Katie Barb. K-A-T-I-E-B-A-R-B. It's almost my name that's on Twitter and Instagram so it's like a twofer you know just pick one she kind of looks pick very one. similar to me by the way we B- get that a lot I noticed so. that when yeah. we saw her walking <laughs> down the street I was just like hey is that <laughs> you know. down there is that you coming towards us another we're twin? very similar energetically and I love how size everything we're, we're very friends. like yeah no, we're we- in this 
pant, crazy pants. I know. Look at us. A lot of pants. We're really cute. Can we have? Is there a? Do you ever? Do oh, we, we're going to take a picture after Hell this. Yeah, Thank you are. for reminding me. Thank but yeah, you. a lot of people who know both of us but haven't seen us together, they see us together. Like, wait, oh, wait. like it makes yeah. sense. Where they're like, oh, wait, uh, wow. They're like, wait, Kate, Katie, uh, uh, which one's okay? Yeah, they just they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You see sense, them like on their Facebook being like, which one's which, which one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's good. I. I. Uh, there's it's scary. A, it's a little scary. It's fine. It's, fine. it's a little. I like it's it. not that scary. It's not. Um, can I plug my shit? Plug your not shit. Not like actually my shit, but okay. So guys, <sighs> on us. Um, this isn't definite yet, but it's pretty definite is that May 3rd will be the next going deep. So it'll be on Eventbrite. Um, you can search going deep. So if it's not May 3rd, for some reason, the, the other date will come up, but keep, I'll be posting that just like I'm posting all my other stuff. But yeah, it's an amazing healing event. And then, um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to be plugging on this one. Other than my Twitter at the Kate Wolf and just want a tarot card reading, kwolf27 at gmail.com. We record here at Pinch Recording Studios. Pinch Recording, or yeah, I think it's pinchrecording.com. I just blanked on the website. I'm really good at plugs. And um, yeah, guys, me. thanks for listening. And you two, thanks for coming on, my little Anytime. delightful fairy angels. Love you. Bye. Sorry for the awkward. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.